0: post comments on Facebook.com forward slash Network. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to another episode of Cap Builder Talk with your host, Martin Parhan. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. Helping you to build the capacity to change your life. And as I say, every week, helping you to walk in your purpose. June, June is Men's Health Month. So today we're going to have a very candid discussion about that. First, I'm going to do my cat Builder minute. I'm going to discuss topics related to small business and growing your business. Today I'm going to talk about steps of overcoming regrets because of your habits. You'll see what I mean when I get to that. Then we're going to do a great interview that I have here, one of the most important people, Nurse Beverly Barnett. She is a men's health advocate, that's what I've labeled her. She's going to discuss her health and wellness program to educate, empower, and elevate black men. And for those of you that are growing a business, I've created a site called Small Business Vita. It helps you connect with other business owners and business coaches. You have to have the right resources. I'm going to bring them to you. You're going to receive an invitation to join the network. Yes, it costs to join. You pay for entertainment. You pay for edutainment because I'm going to make sure you're entertained because I know it's at the end of the day you're working, you're tired but you've got to learn these things that I have on this site and you've really got to learn from the people I'm going to put in front of you if you really want to you know beat this entrepreneurship thing because you've got to get out there you found that after what we've been going through you've got to have something else going on and I'm going to show you how to do that because we have to have a conversation so when I come back, I'm going to do a short break. When I come back, I'm going to do the Cat Builder Minute on 10 steps
2: to overcome regret.
1: And then we're going to have a candid conversation with Nurse Beverly about men's health and the programs and what she's doing to educate and empower us. All this today on the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. I'll be right back.
2: to
3: always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like
0: a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Dear John, I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave. But remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart.
3: Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council.
4: I'm back I'm back I'm back
0: Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk Radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business and our community today.
1: Just for a few minutes here, for my Cat Builder Minute tonight, I'm going to talk about steps to overcome regret or habit. You know, right now we're getting ready to get back out there again, and a lot of us are trying to change things that we were doing and tonight is a great night after we talk about some of the things we're talking about men's health a lot of you are going to need to break some habits alright I'm just going to give you a few steps a few things that I think about trying to help you how to overcome some of these things number one thing is you may want to burn all your regrets in a metaphorical bonfire so I'm saying write down everything that you regret along with your emotions, put it on fire, okay? Either real or just in your mind, but find out how relaxed you feel once you see it's burned up, it's been thrown away. But the sad thing about it is, a lot of these habits, when we think we get rid of them, they just hide around the corner waiting to get back in. So after you burn all your regrets, it's, it's really time ...to do some valid questioning... ...with your mind... ...ask yourself... ...how to avoid... ...the impacts of the things that you regret... ...you know... ...and how to look at these ...I want you to start examining things that you regret doing... ...and figuring out... ...why you're doing them... ...and not, not doing it with negative talk... ...but really just be honest with yourself... ...but if you find out that you're doing these things regularly time to break the chain you what has happened to you is that your regret now is part of the chain I was reading something read by a guy named Charles Duhigg he called it the habit loop the power of habit we create a framework for ourselves and we just keep doing it over and over and over we have the cue we have the routine and then we reward ourselves, but we do it over and over again. The cue is anything that initiates behavior. It could just be waking up in the morning, going through our routine. What do we do? We brush our teeth and go to the bathroom. But that's the cue. That's what starts it all off. Then once we wake up, we go through the routine. That's the behavior. And then what it is we get the reward? Maybe we get dressed, but we got to figure out those things that are not going good for us. We got to realize what they are, and we got to change them. You're gonna have to change some things after you're in the conversation tonight. I want you to do this because I want you to avoid future regrets. You start working on what you got going on now. You don't have to regret things that are in the future. Okay. I want you to forgive yourself. We make mistakes. It's not a bad thing, but sometimes we don't even forgive ourselves. We forgive other people before we forgive ourselves. It's okay to say sorry to yourself. That's going to help you to stop your future regret. You can even go as far as to write an apology letter. Write a letter to yourself. Put it in the sticker box. And this is what's most important to me. Learn how to say no. It's it's not selfish. It's a part of self-love. You can't say no to yourself, and you can't say no to other people. If you can't say no to other people, I don't think I need to take that any further. Okay? Besides saying no, sometimes we gotta know how to just move on. Moving on from a situation, just move on. It's not as hard as we think. Sometimes it's just walking out the door and keep on walking. Or hanging up the phone. Or stop doing what it is we're doing. Just move on. But but the one thing I really need you to do, this is gonna be the last thing. I'm gonna to go to break and I'm gonna come back. because I really wanna have this conversation. I'm Nurse Beverly. I want you to take radical actions. The easiest way and the most effective way to overcome regrets is to reinvent yourself. But you gotta take radical actions. Sometimes when we just put our toe in it, it's not enough. You're old folk, you gotta put your foot in. Alright? And that's what I want you to do. Okay? I want you to put your foot in making changes. Some of the things you're gonna hear later on, you're gonna say I need to make some changes. So I want you to do that. So this is Mark Parham. I'm gonna to go to break. And when I come back we're gonna have this conversation about men's health. and the important. I got some things I'm even gonna share. This is Mark Parham you listen to the cat builder talk. Wanna break, I'll be
2: right back. Do you remember? The 25th night, September. Love was changing the minds, pretender. the colours away.
0: It only takes a minute to find out if you may have pre-diabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to, are you? Kids, work, listening to the radio. You're busy, which is
1: great because busy people can't get prediabetes. Oh my, I read that wrong. (laughs) They can.
2: Should've worn my glasses.
1: So visit doihaveprediabetes.org and take a short test because prediabetes can be reversed.
0: Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes Awareness Partners.
1: Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college. So I'm trying to break that
0: barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and and it paid off.
3: At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma.
1: I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't even bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to
2: the confidence and now I feel unstoppable.
3: No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
1: Mark Farham, and I'm back. Cat Builder Talk radio show. We're going to start a conversation here about men's health. And uh, But before we do that, just to kind of set the stage, I did a little bit of research today. I found an article. I'm just going to read some of the highlights of it. But it says, statistically speaking, black men live seven years less than the men of other racial groups. They have a higher death rate. Than black women, for all leading causes of death, black men have a higher incidence and a higher rate of death from oral cancer and have a much higher rate of developing HIV AIDS in their lifetime. Some stats. 44% of black men are considered overweight. 375 are obese. Black men suffer more preventable oral diseases that are treatable. Black men also have a higher incidence of diabetes and prostate cancer. Black men have a high suicide rate. It's the third leading cause of death in 15- to 24-year-olds. You know what? i got to stop there. So I'm going to bring into the show somebody that's going to help us have this conversation. Ms. Beverly, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Mark. I'm glad to be here.
1: You know, I'm going to give you a little pull-on, all right? And I got to tell you, before we even go any farther, um, my mom was an Aryan when I was growing up, but I did not really realize the importance of what she did until recently, last year, I had a stroke. and I was in the hospital, and uh was nurses and the people that work there, you know, we're going to have a conversation tonight because they were, dropping it, they were dropping their knowledge on me. So they dropped a lot of knowledge on me, and I want you to drop a lot tonight. But before we get started, I'd like you to introduce yourself and tell us who you are. Okay? So you have the mic.
3: Okay. I can do that. Well, I am a registered nurse, and I have been one for more than 40 years. Um. I became interested in becoming a nurse because I had a health issue uh, when I was 12 years of age. And my parents didn't really have the financial uh, back- backing to uh, put me in the hospital or to avoid treatment. So my illness progressed to a life-threatening uh, disease.
4: Mm. And
3: um that was in a summer for the whole summer i was sick in part of the following school year and during that time when you went to the doctor jim crow laws were in effect so when i would go to the doctor i that was the first time i ever noticed the segregation so i had to go in there was a door for the black people and a door for the white people and when we got in there the white people had to be seen first before any black people could be seen. But since I became progressively ill, uh, the nurses, the two white nurses, would usher me into the back and put me in the exam room to wait for the doctor even before the white people were seen. So it, it was the action of these two nurses that really Made me want to be a nurse. Wow. They really helped me a lot during wow. that time period, just to get knowledge of what was going on with me and get me through all those medical exams that were that that were being done on me. And wow. um, I, I needed to be in the hospital, but I couldn't. My parents couldn't afford that either. So wow. I went to the doctor in the morning and I went to the doctor in the evening. I had injections. I had all kind of stuff twice a day. And so that experience, and you got,
1: through that experience, it prompted you to do what you're doing now.
3: That's right. All right. That experience led you to become a nurse. It led you to walk in your purpose.
1: it yeah. nurse. But answer this My for system me. System Let's talk about the issue that we're talking about tonight, men's health. Let's talk about first men's health. And then black men's health. Because I noticed there were two different sets of stats when I went I and did some research. There are two set, different sets of stats. So let's just talk about men's health overall. From your experience, what are some of the issues that you've seen dealing with men and their health?
3: Well, the first issue with men and the health is that they simply will not go to the doctor.
1: <laughs> That's right.
3: They are either afraid of going to the doctor, they ignore their symptoms, or they just try to pretend nothing's going to happen, and they're going to get well on their own. Yes,
4: that's true. By the
3: time they come to the doctor, they're really sick. They're in advanced stages. (laughs) And uh, they will have complications even before they're diagnosed. So that puts them on a, 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 a harder course to treat and manage. And it's all because they just won't go to the doctor.
1: Why, why do you think that is? Well, I know why it is, but why do you think it
3: is? I, I think that they, they may not have money, access. they just purely access to health care. They may not have insurance. Uh, they may not have money to go to to pay for a visit or to pay for medication. And... Some men, you know, they have different jobs where they piece jobs together, and they don't have the opportunity to leave work and have any off time. But one of the things my husband said was that he just wasn't aware of his body. He he wasn't aware of what was going on with him until it became obvious.
0: Gotcha.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can agree with him because, you know, I've been that way my whole life as well. So, you know, with that said, that's the number one reason. So what's happening today to change that? What are we doing today? What, what are some of the things that we have to, need to do to change that reason?
4: Because a lot of men
1: are dealing with issues, you heard the stat, because they simply won't go to the doctor. What are some of the things that you think can happen to help us change that
3: paradigm. Well, there, are, what men can really do, find a doctor, and for some men who have wives, they may can go to their wife doctor or get a referral for a doctor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of organizations that cater to Black men's health mm-hmm. that are addressing the health disparities that Black men have, and Some of these organizations are nationwide, and they actually make screening, do health care screenings and referrals to black doctors while they are seeing patients. And and, and that's one thing that I think is important, too, is that uh, they see a black doctor. I think sometimes it might be more easier or comfortable for a man to talk to another black person about Mm -hmm. different health problems. Uh, then it may be to talk to a white person about it. Mm -hmm. And I think they would just have more comfort in that. And that opens that dialogue and opens that trusting relationship between that person, the man and his doctor. And, And that's one of the most important things is that you develop a trusting relationship with your doctor so you can tell your doctor anything And and that's, I think that men are hesitant to disclose things about themselves. Or they may not even know their family history of what kind of problems are in their family. And so, if they don't know their history, then the doctor can't really do things at an earlier date than needed.
4: How much the does most, the, how, the how much
3: that history
1: play? How much does that history, because when I was in the hospital, you know, recovering from my situation, that's all I heard, family history, family history, family history. Now, how much does that really play into what is going on with us?
3: Well, let me, let me say this. You can change a lot of things, modified risk factor, factors to prevent you from getting the disease, but the one thing you cannot change is your family genes. And I'm going to give you an example. My husband uh, had colon cancer. And when we did a family history on him, we found about five people that he didn't even know about who had colon cancer in his family. Mm. So if he had known that, then the doctors could have maybe started doing some health screening before a certain age. Uh, uh, And to look for it, Symptoms before he ever had any symptoms. That, that's what you want. You want to do health screening so that you can identify risk factors before you have symptoms of the disease. That's, the first, that, that, that's, that's really what you want to do.
4: You know, I
1: think sometimes uh, a lot of us don't want to go to the doctor we feel like their job is to find something wrong we're going to go in there and they're never going to let us walk out with a clean bill of health. They're going to tell us something's wrong. I think a lot of times that's one of the reasons. But, um, but you're saying family can dictate a lot of this.
3: Yes. It's a lot of it. You know, that's a conversation I had with my, my son earlier that he said, when you go to the doctor, you may come out with other problems. And the yes. reason why people come out with other problems is because they never went to the doctor for years.
1: Right, right, so right.
3: So when you do finally go, you have all these yep. problems that's just been percolating, okay? And then you find them.
1: Percolating. So so tell me this. You are developing a program to educate i usual, use your term, educate, empower, and elevate. So let's talk about your program. Well, what are you doing to change this paradigm in, in, in your...
3: Well, what what I hope to do is to develop a program where... First, I'm going to start with the black female significant person in a man's life. Because most men... Well, most men go to the doctor at the, uh, because their wives and mothers just tell them to go and just keep after them until they go. And I want to bring them in through their wives and okay. try to see how they can work it together to see how they as a couple can help manage themselves. And what I really want men to do is be able to take responsibility for their own health and how to take care of themselves.
4: <laughs>
3: it's important that you be able to do everything for yourself and do preventative care. So the thing that's important for black men is that we talk about preventative health care for them, specifically for black men, because like you said earlier, black men have uh, chronic diseases that appear Earlier, much earlier than other people do. So we need to address those issues. Let black men know what are the early symptoms of these problems, because a lot of times people only know the late symptoms. Uh, They don't know what what happens first. Also, talk to them about preventative health screening. Get them a referral to a doctor, and and that's what's really really important. In in one of the things I want to do and. Uh, relate with men and build a program. And part of that program is to get them a referral to a doctor and follow up on them to make sure to to make sure that they're keeping their appointments and finding out how things are going with the appointment. It's not just enough to go to the doctor if you don't follow up and do the things that are recommended. Now, one of the big problems is. Sometimes people go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, you need to be on a low-sodium diet. Uh, you need to lose weight. But they don't really know how to do that. So my goal is to help the black man learn what is a low-sodium diet, what you can eat as well as what you can't eat, and how to lose that weight and keep that weight up. Because the weight is the number one problem that is leading black men and just about all of us to hypertension and diabetes, overweight, obesity. That's the problem. But we are in the process of developing a program. We're not fully developed. We're starting on it, and we're hoping it's to so get so something so going so next so month. Sounds
1: like it sounds like it's fully developed in your head. Okay, it sounds, it sounds like you know inside what you want to do. And, I, you know, I truly believe that you're doing the right thing by going in through women. Because even for me, I probably would not, I'm not going to say probably, I would not have gone to the hospital had it not been for a sister. You know, a woman to tell me, no, you're going. Call the ambulance. You know, otherwise I probably would be doing something else. So I, I totally agree with it, and I've gone through this education myself now that I should have done many years ago about my body, and I'm finding out it's not as hard as I thought it was, okay, to do some of the right things. And I think your program is going to take people on that path of understanding. It's not that hard. You know, You know, a lot of times when we talk talking about diet, we think, we're on a low sodium diet, we can't eat anything. But I think, you know, yeah, but I think with what you're talking about, how do we live a healthy life in this world? You know, one of the hardest things for me when I was sitting up in the hospital was watching the RVs commercials. Okay. They had this bacon pretzel burger. It was killing me. All right. But it's so hard. You know, You know, how do you live your life right and be influenced by all the outside world? How do men survive that? Are you going to teach us that?
3: Yeah, but what what I think that we have to look at, just, you don't have to modify everything. You don't have to stop everything. You just have to do parts of it that's important for, for for, for example, when we talk about a diet. Mm-hmm. You just have to increase the amount of fruits and vegetables, but you got to figure out how to do it. It's it's real quite easy to do it, but we just don't know how to do it. And that's that's the thing is figuring out how to add it to your lifestyle where um it fits in and. My son and I decided that we were gonna do something to, be, something to be healthy, so we came up with this plan to have meatless Monday. So on Monday, we have a plant-based food. And that's one of our things that we do to try to um, help manage our diet and move ourselves away from all that red meat and candy meats and fried foods and things like that. But so you can just start out with one thing. You just can't start off with taking everything out of your life, because if you take everything out of your life, what do you have? Nothing. And so you got to drift right back into it.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. I I saw this thing. Um, what about our young men? Are they being affected? You know, we're talking about older men. What about our young, young men? They need the same things. Well, do they not?
3: They have the same issues. Uh, the and same issue. I have noticed that a lot of young men are really overweight, obese. That's the culprit right there. And the other thing about young men is that they may not take that medic- medicine like they're supposed to for whatever reason, but they don't share that information with their doctor that they're not taking the medication, especially if you're taking high blood pressure medicine. Because high blood pressure medicine, if you just abruptly stop taking it, sometimes you can have rebound effect and your blood pressure go higher than what it was before you started. So you just can't just stop stuff. you got to talk to your doctor, tell them what the problem is, the doctor can't always change your medicine. Look at find something else. Then maybe yeah. you're taking too much. This just don't fit your lifestyle. Talk to your doctor about it. That's the main thing.
4: You know, it's
1: interesting because now as I'm recovering from my situation, I'm very open with my doctor. And I'm surprised because he makes adjustments. You know, uh, you know they make adjustments and stuff, you know, and it's been interesting to me, had I known that I, could, I didn't have to just stop totally, they make adjustments, I mean, it would have been much. So education is key, Is I guess is what I'm getting at. You know, where are we getting our education from? And that's the program that you're putting together to educate people. How do you envision this working? Are you going to take groups of men or are you going to take them one at a time? How are you going to do this? What are you, what are you thinking about?
3: Well, I started uh, a little speaker with uh, engagement with my church. And mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to work with the black men in that church and talk with the pastor about it. And we're mm-hmm. going to actually do a party for the black men in that church to start with a group of them and develop something for them and maybe invite, as we move along, men from other churches to join in, start off with a health fair to get a baseline information and teaching about health diseases that's common to men and what they can do to prevent it. That's where we're starting at. How receptive are they to your ideas?
1: How receptive are they to your ideas about educating men?
3: They're they're, they're receptive. Uh, When I was talking to the group of people, Um, I had a question and answer session at the end, and the pastor started off, you know, at first no one would say anything, talking about his uh, experience and how he ignored his problems. And then people started chiming in and asking specific questions about issues that they have. And they were receptive to learning what they can do to manage their health and become uh, more physically healthy. And, and 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 increase their level of well-being, and and that's an important thing is increasing your level of well-being, not to just stay at a certain level of health, but to become stronger in your health, and your body get physically and mentally stronger to withstand hardships that that may occur. And you world know, world. You,
1: yes, I do. You you use the word mentally. I didn't want to go there, but I'm gonna go there too what about mental health? You well, know, it says here you know black that- men have a high suicide rate. I'm like, What?
3: I didn't know that. So they're leading cause yeah, of death you know, to fifteen and twenty four year olds. You know, people didn't believe that black men commit suicide. And, and it was a big thing, uh but they didn't. But when you when you look at black children and you look at black boys, a lot of them are fighting and they are angry. That's that's one of the symptoms of depression. When you see kids fighting all the time, that's mm-hmm. a classic symptom of depression. And black men, you know, they grow up grow up in such racist uh environments and so many pressures put on them just because they're black and they're male. And they have to deal with a lot of things that affects them internally, and and they don't really talk to people about it. So if you don't ever talk to anybody about it, it just kind of builds up inside of you, you know, where you just start feeling bad about things or just blow up and just go off on people, and then you get depressed about it and can't really function. But but black men have had to try to just push it away from them, ignore it, until – they kind of ignore that mental right. anguish that they have.
1: So you're saying basically step one is let's have a conversation. Right. Okay, talk about our not only our physical health, but talk about our mental health. Lay it out on the table so we can start dealing with it and addressing some of the issues. That's
3: correct. That's and that, that's so important to be able to talk it out. And for somebody to listen to mm-hmm. what you have to say. And I think that might be a problem uh, that black men may not think that people are going to listen to them either.
4: Yes, you know yes. that,
3: And so they just keep it inside. People cut them off, don't want to hear it. But they need to speak and they need to get that out. Because if you keep it inside of you and nobody knows what's going on with you, how can somebody help you?
1: That's right. So having a conversation is key. And uh, so you're starting to do it by having your groups at these churches start, and you, once they start right. sharing, they, everybody opens up, make, they see what you're saying. You know, that's so right. I think
3: and that, that's right. Once people start talking, that gives license to other people to share their story or their life a bit. And people help each other just by talking it out. Because sometimes right. you think that you're alone in these thoughts and these feelings and this situation. And you find out
1: by listening to other people that somebody got the same problem. You know, it's funny you say that because as I'm recovering here, I have a new friend I met. uh, He lives in New York, but he's going through the same thing. So when I'm feeling the weakest, I call him and he said, dude, I'm feeling the same exact thing. I don't feel like I'm by myself. But what you're saying is so important. But it really comes back to opening up and being willing to have a conversation, you know. So, That's right. so this being Men's Health Month, what can you challenge us to do this month as men to try to start taking care of? What are some of the first steps that we can make to try to rectify our situation?
3: Okay, M- you know, my first thing is gonna say is. Find a doctor if you don't have one. That's my first step that I want you to do. The other thing that, find someone you can talk
1: to. I want to stop there. You say find a doctor. Uh Earlier you said for black men, a lot of times finding an African-American doctor would help.
3: Where do they go to do that? Well, there is a nationwide organization called um, Barbershop. Let me see, what is it called? Black Barbershop um, Health Initiative, and mm-hmm. it's a nationwide program where black men, when they go to the barbershop to get a haircut, they can have health screening and a referral to a black doctor. And so there are, there are uh, programs all over the place. So basically, okay. that's one of my things I want to do. If, I, if people call me or email me and tell me about their problems, I want to find out what black doctors is in your area, and then we can get you... A referral to your doctor because basically you okay. call and see if they take a patients and what kind of insurance they have and that's how you get a doctor
1: okay number
3: one find a doctor
1: all right what else we got going that we can number challenge to do this month number
3: two tell the doctor about your family health history there are so okay that are. but in order to do that
1: you got to find out what your history is. How do we do that? How do we find out what our family history is?
3: Talk to the people in your family. Talk to your mama. Talk to your grandmother. They, The women know everything. <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> women know everything. Yeah.
3: Find out family history. They know everything. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, you, you do. know, you don't think somebody have a problem. Ask them, well, what did that person die from? Then you'll start seeing it.
1: <laughs> okay. So... Find out your family history. Right. And then tell the doctor.
3: And then tell the doctor. The reason why you want to tell the doctor is because the doctor will conduct what we call age-specific health screening. But if you have a family history of a specific health problem, then that screening may be done at an earlier age than the recommended age. Gotcha. I'm going to give you an example of it. You, you need an example? Yes. My husband's family had that colon cancer. So they're in their 50s when they start having colon cancer. So my kids and his relatives need to start having a colonoscopy at 40 years of age rather than 50. Gotcha. Okay.
4: Gotcha.
1: Okay. So find a doctor, find out your family history, tell the doctor everything, what next?
3: And get a physical every year.
1: Physical every year.
3: Every year. Do you know that most black men haven't seen a doctor in five years or more? Even men with insurance
1: won't go? I I hate to say yes, but I'm going to say yes, I know that, okay? (laughs) yes I do know that you know it's uh, we only go when we have to go
2: All right.
3: and
1: you said then it's too late Uh, But,
3: but that's a reactive health pattern and that means when you only go when you have to go that means you're only reacting to the disease not being proactive where you get in, in front of the disease so you can prevent yourself from getting it. So you don't want to be reactive where the disease come and then you got to manage it. You want to be proactive so you can prevent yourself from getting it. That's the key right be there. Good. Be proactive. Uh-huh. Now, uh, one last question I want to
1: ask you. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to be vegan. I'm just going to be, I'm not going to eat meat. I'm not going to, that stuff helps you. It doesn't take the place of medicine. uh, I I made a statement, but it's really
3: a question. About the vegan diet, they have a good supplement. Okay. It's a good supplement. Okay. But it may not help to manage the disease fully. Gotcha. Okay. Mm And, and and a lot of medicines are made from specific plants, but you got to eat a lot of it to get the doses that you take in one pill. Got
1: gotcha. you. Okay. Good deal. So you know, I tell you what. As we're you know going to wind things down here, but you know, I have down here find a doctor, find out your family history. You say go to the women, go to the women to find that history. You know. Maybe you ought to develop a little book, a little family history book, so when I go find out, I can write it down on something.
3: But, I mean, find out a family history. There's a family health tree. You family can
1: download helps.
3: them. Okay. Uh-huh, it's a family, family health, health uh-huh. Okay. And they're free and printable.
1: All right. Tell your doctor everything. And get it physical now. every year. You say everything, huh? You know that's
4: funny.
1: You know it's funny you say that because, as I'm sitting there talking to my doctor now, we have more of a conversation than we do um, him physically checking me out. I tell him everything, and uh and I but also something I'm doing now when he tells me something, I go research it, okay, so that I understand it better. I think that's something else too, but. And maybe for another conversation, but so, so, um, so I tell you what, I really want to thank you for coming here tonight and talking to us, especially during this month. And when do you think you're going to be ready to start doing your stuff on a full scale so we can uh, set up some conversations so that people can come hear what you have to say?
3: Well, I hope to be ready to start in August.
4: All right. We're working
3: on some things, but month coming up, and we want to move full steam ahead in August.
1: All right. Well, you let me know what I can do to help you. I have some resources to bear. I can even be your test subject. Yeah, I got a story. All right. And uh, you know, right now, people are asking me to tell my story because of what happened with me. But maybe uh, together we can we can work together to try to get people to find a doctor but you know the <laughs> most important thing that i'm finding out on this list finding out my family history was just so important that was really important you know and uh, yeah. you know um and how it impacts my history in my life i think that's important
4: mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. because so I want the
3: one think, thing you can't tell
1: is the one thing you can't you can change. change is your thing can't to change. change, you gotta deal with it you can't,
3: you can't do nothing you, you're born
4: into
1: you it what That's to say. yeah but yeah
4: alright
1: well Nurse Beverly I want to thank you for coming out tonight and uh, talking about having this conversation about men's health and I really look forward to you coming back when you got your stuff up and running so we can start sending people your way so you can educate them the way you did this evening you did a fantastic job
3: Thank okay. you so much, and I
4: really enjoyed talking to you and the
3: yes. people. It was a great experience. Yes. Now, I That's do have it. my Facebook
1: webpage is up. All right. And, give everybody what, what and, is uh, that? Give, give, what it is that Facebook?
3: I am Beverly Barnett.
1: Okay. That's up. And my so email
3: we, is all right. info, at info at I am Beverly Barnett.
1: All right. Well, I'll go take a look at it, you know, you know, I am a business coach okay. so maybe I can work with you on helping you build this this educational series okay. because you know, I'd like to you know what I'd like to do? You know, we teach classes down at the Urban League three or four times a week. But I really feel that entrepreneurs really need to understand their health a little bit better. Because we're putting ourselves in really stressful situations. So maybe there's something we can work out and come have you come speak to some of our startup business owners, some of our existing people? Because uh, no, a lot do. of times they're pushing themselves way beyond their capabilities sometimes. That's true. That's true.
3: And I'd be All glad right. to help people. Yeah, It's my mission in life is helping people.
1: You're walking in your purpose. All right. Well, I just want to thank you for coming out, and I look forward to having you come back. All right? Thank you very much.
4: Thank All you. Right
2: and I want to come back you'll
1: be back Okay, talk to you later so you heard it find a doctor find out your family history then tell the doctor everything and they get a physical every year this is Mark Parham you've been listening to the Cat Builder Talk Radio show tonight we talk about men's health hopefully you got a little sampling we didn't get too deep we stayed on top of it but we cover some very important topics and family history. Big deal. Find out what your family history is. And I, it will put you on the path to better health. So I want to thank you for joining me for today's show. And you can go back, click on the link in about 15 minutes. If you need to listen to some of the stuff we talked about again, But I look forward to our next encounter, you know, whenever we can talk and share, you know, some of the information that we have, I think it's important that we have to do it because it's all we have. I look forward to our next encounter.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening on the Capital Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions. Decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildertalk. We hope you enjoy the show. (laughs) you <laughs>
4: It's about to text What did you think? You did a good job.
2: that way, not as
1: far, uh-huh. but I'm um, in Suwannee. Well, but where are you located? You know, I'm
2: downtown.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah, I'm only, uh, I'm 30 minutes from downtown. Yeah, you're a high, you, you do great. 30, 30 minutes is a good way? For me, I, I, I moved down from that distance when I'm the airport. <laughs> Stay hey,
1: yesterday, and yesterday. They made it on the side of Atlanta, and they stopped at a hotel. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I'm a big All right, it's just on my show or
2: something. was saying I put an engineering mine that Mark has that from us." we were like, no, No. <laughs>
1: the short ribs
2: they were holding out of the they? I don't have a text saying that they take so good I don't think Yeah. Damn, so Man, this is not good. here. She's not good. i she here? No,
4: Thank you.